0: previously on the mortal path did did she say she was going to pay us did she just say we could steal stuff from a cave
1: well she said both from what i could make out
0: she said oh,
2: of okay. course i'll
1: pay you and then she said we get to lift whatever we want out of the smuggler's
2: caves sorry quick question who was alvin
3: alvin is the son of lady belva and we we don't know where he's gone do we do we know where he is yes so you know that he went to sindarian Pelleth had also told you that Alwyn, that Lady Belvert, said Alwyn had started getting mixed up in gang related things in Sindarian
2: oh
3: you set mm-hmm. off way more traps and you dodge every <laughs> single <laughs> one of them out of the way um, <laughs> my pleasure is there any particular reason you're looking into the divine have you been called upon or anything of that nature
0: yeah and it's really annoying
3: for a second you see all around the room these like eight shadows looming over you and then they all kind of disappear
0: oh i'm i'm absolutely gonna kill every single one of you i'm very pissed off (laughs) by this whole scenario
3: in the caves, you have all of this evidence. What are you doing?
1: Well, my real thought is that Gary has made us a more safely Who's Gary? accessible Sorry, Nat has made us oh Jesus Christ, I'm sorry.
2: <laughs> Gary's the contractor who Nat brought in when the spell didn't Let's work hire as Gary well. Gary
0: to come and protect the cave.
1: Hey listeners, I was at a wedding last night. Um Nat has made us a safe and accessible game yes i would like to go over to the doorway of the uh storage room with the two pressure plates Mm -hmm. right guys stand back and i'm gonna cast mage hand i want (laughs) to slap one of those pressure
0: plates i I dive (laughs) out of the room i dive out of the room I'm not in the room when this happens.
1: Okay. No Because way. it's there and I want to. The one that Nerium doesn't think is a trapdoor, but I do.
3: Okay, you, you're going to slap that one. The one in the corner of the room that doesn't <laughs> seem to do anything. Yes. Yes. Okay. You give it a hearty slap. How many? How much force does Mage Hand have? Is it a couple of pounds? Is that right?
1: Uh, I think it's a couple of pounds, which is effectively the same weight as Nerium. Uh, uh, oh
2: not quite. Not quite. Isn't a yeah. pound a bag of sugar?
0: Yeah. That's
3: a kilogramme.
2: Depends how big big your sugar is. Well, yeah. What's heavier, a pound of sugar (laughs) or a kilogram of sugar? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The hand can't attack, activate magic items, or carry more than 10 pounds. Okay,
3: that's... fine. 10 pounds? Yeah, 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 okay,
1: okay. 10 pounds of slapping force. You'd feel that if it dropped on your foot.
3: You give the uh, trapdoor a, a healthy slap. And there is a kind of second where you feel it like depress under your mechan because you must have some sort of like ghostly sensation oh, of Trump. touch in order to like do things like lock <laughs> picking and things like that. Okay, it's it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> God! Can you just let me get some words out, okay? We already we already had people commenting on the last episode about how I couldn't do words good, so like let me have at least some words today, okay? Listen. I'm, I mean, I'm
2: just you be that's your thing. Don't worry.
3: Oh, so I'm
0: full of directionless energy. All right.
3: Yeah, great. So there is a. Can I have some? There is a second of silence, and then you hear again a kind of screaming noise, which is again these kind of like death whistle type screams um, and it is another kind of like beginning part of of a tune. All of you make me either performance or history checks or something like that.
0: Alright, crack my knuckles, let's do it. Wait, do I get to roll this one?
3: Yes you do, and with advantage actually, Tara.
0: Hell yes. I got a five. I got a 22. I got less than that
3: okay <laughs> good to know okay so with uh, my
0: performance
3: okay 14 so not quite so now nah, it sounds a little bit familiar Nerim you've never heard this before it just sounds like people screaming in a vague harmony but again Taro, this is another like r- like really old folk song in fact weirdly it's actually one from around uh, Ame it's like a it's like a little almost like a lullaby type song mm. and it's the first few bars off it
0: uh huh Hey, Nat, pass me the, the skull pipe thing. Passes. Mm-hmm. Can I kind of blast out the rest?
3: Yeah, absolutely. With a 22, <laughs> with no problem, you blast out the rest of this little tune and there is this kind of shuk sound and the trap door, which is not quite a trap door, but it goes down even further and then kind of starts to f- unfold into, like, stairs that go down with this very Yo. mechanical, little like... Gzz, g- sound as it's like slowly unfolding the staircase down Nerium you can't quite see even with your dark vision just the angle that you're at you can't see like where it's Mm. going but it's just going down into the ground
2: Gotta get me one of those (laughs) Yeah (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) It's a pretty good uh, contraption
3: Right
1: okay two options here Either we go straight down those stairs or I slap the other pressure plate and then we go straight down those stairs.
0: You know Bird in the hand. Two in the bush. Slap the other pressure plate. <laughs> no, what, what, what? Is that not what that means?
1: Yeah. T- that right. Two to one. Outvoted. Slap the other pressure plate. Bam. No.
2: Ah. Oh. <laughs>
1: okay. I'm going to
3: say that you're this not. This is why we need Findex. <laughs> yep. I'm going to say you're not in the room at that point. And I'm also going to say that <laughs> oh, good. because Nerium... I'm in had... the doorway. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I'm, not... I'm saying the other two aren't in the room. Tara has like, peered around the door to toot the, the skull flute. And, you know, the, the door's gone that way. Um, You've also cleared everything out of the room, which you have previously stated. And you have all of the evidence that you've collected from the desk, which I'm going to assume oh, that you included in the I thing. I
2: don't like where this is going. Which
3: is great because Ooh. there is a yeah. huge <sighs> of fire that... Mm-hmm. the entire room and in fact Neria make me a deck oh, 30 shit. saving throw because you were in the doorway
1: it's fine I'm great at those uh 20
3: 20 you backflip the fuck away and suddenly there is a, <laughs> f- a flame really? out that door um and it takes a good couple of minutes for the flames to die down and when you look back inside the entire room is covered in scorch marks the desk is still on fire it is incinerated had you left anything on that desk if you had not explicitly said that you had taken everything from the room and moved it to a safe place it would all have been destroyed utterly
1: uh who am i standing nearest to
3: uh
1: your choice taro i grab taro's arm with a vice-like grip, and I say, my God, that was very close. We nearly lost all that fabric.
0: Yeah. <laughs> we almost really fucked the, the... 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 fuck... We... Yeah. We, we... not great, not great.
1: On the other hand, we now know that that's... that's what that does, so we can fix it, and that means when we come back up the stairs, we're probably not going to walk into a massive exploding inferno.
0: Oh, yeah, imagine if we'd done that earlier. I mean, later. When it was yeah. bad, if we'd done that a bad tone, that would have been bad. As opposed yeah. to now, when it's good, I think that was good actually.
1: Do you know? I think we are actually becoming more
0: competent. You know what? We're good at this. This yes. is a good. We're good at this. We're great at this.
2: Don't you agree, Nat? <laughs> Nat's face palming on the side.
3: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and actually, Taro, as you say that, there is a kind of resounding. Noise from the room that you are in as that arrow trap tries to set off again, but there's no <laughs> arrows in it, so every, all the springs just going to go dong, and there's there's nothing to shoot out at you because that one does need manually reloading. Um, but you're very good at this. You're correct. So the room is smoldering. It's it's a little bit hard to breathe in there. This is not a particularly well ventilated area. Um, mm. but there is now a lot of smoke and soot, and that desk is just burned to shit. <laughs> Smoking what? Smoking suit. <laughs> suit.
0: Come on. Suit. Don't be mean, everyone.
3: That's very
1: sweet. <laughs> is, that, it's is that the wrong word? Is it suit? No. A lot of people would say suit, but suit is completely valid. So is valid. Language is about communication.
0: It's got, it's got two O's. We know what you meant. Exactly. <laughs> Come on, everyone. <laughs>
1: in Scotland maybe
2: maybe, maybe it's... it's
0: a scottish thing yeah, yeah maybe that's how people
2: talk if in scotland you say it with a scottish
0: accent it's a lot <laughs> <suit>. of <laughs> down down south we would say suit
3: why there's no letters in that that would make it I soot. i
0: know like foot you don't pronounce it foot do you <laughs> <laughs>
1: how
2: far away
0: is
3: it oh it's about ten Foot. <laughs> 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 I have been rightfully called out, okay? <laughs> okay. So, on the so, other hand,
1: you wouldn't if the the thing that you put on your feet that isn't a shoe, you wouldn't call it a butt. Well
3: hey. You're exactly.
1: right, that's true. Yeah.
2: Okay. English well, can
3: fuck
1: itself. When
2: you play your bagpipe, you don't give it a, a tut. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you do though.
3: Turns how good you are. <laughs> okay. So
2: You know what? <laughs> Language is a bit of
0: fuck.
3: Language is a bit of fuck. Okay, so you're in the doorway of this smoldering room full of smoke and sut? Sut, 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 s- How do you say it? S- sut. Sut? <laughs>
0: like foot.
3: Like foot. foot sut, sut,
0: sut, sut. Okay, so You got it, you
2: got it, bud. <laughs> I, I
3: got it, Yeah, I did it, I did it.
2: S-U-T-T. Sut is cracking me up, but s-sut. let's go, let's move on.
3: <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? What do you want to do?
0: You know what, gang? Uh, hot air rises, so let's go down that staircase. <laughs> that, that,
2: yeah, that's a very good point, Tara.
1: Who first? I'll go first. I got best dark vision. It's sensible.
0: You're shorter, so if there's any yeah <laughs> yeah,
1: if you see me, duck. <laughs> who, hit the hit the deck?
2: Hit the deck. Yeah, all right. <laughs> cool. I'm gonna dancing lights.
1: Oh well, yeah, I suppose you could do that.
2: What? I want to see too. Angel oh. summoner. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> yep, I love it. So, <laughs> so you uh, you go down the staircase. Your marching order is n- Nerium Nat taro? Yeah,
0: yes. why not? Sure. Okay. I'll take the, the behind. Okay. So, you. <laughs> go I did not down... want to say back. It's like, why is behind better? I don't it's know. Not. It's not.
1: Are you so, Are you playing a jaunty and encouraging tune on your skull flute?
0: No. Oh. It screams, you know? <laughs> It does it sounds bad the encouraging
3: screams, it's just screaming, so you head down this this staircase, um with your past perception of seventeen. This is not a magical staircase, it is mechanical, and also you you three of you who are tuned in to magic. there's no magic coming from it. it is entirely mechanical. Nat, make me an intelligence roll, please no yes,
2: oh, oh. A natural twenty. A natural Ooh, big twenty. Big brain.
3: Big brain. Now
2: unnatural. here. Unnatural. Oh, oh, an unnatural. Well, all right. Oh, okay. A dirty, a
3: dirty twenty. A dirty twenty. A dirty twenty. Okay. So as you're going down a the gentleman's twenty. Okay. As you're going down the staircase, you do also see that it is mechanical. You all know it's not magical. What you do also pick out is because you're looking for them, because you've seen a couple of these things before. Um, There's quite a lot of like mechanical stuff, or there was 24 years ago, happening in Sindarian. There were the cranks, which were these big Mm -hmm. kind of like, almost like, like mecha suit type things that could be powered by people that would do a lot of like work and kind of like like guarding and things some of the 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 cogs and the stamps on the bits of the metal it looks like it's come from the same place the scrapyard that would build the cranks and this kind of stuff is very expensive technology or it was 24 years ago at least but this was installed yeah at least 24 years ago if not longer to be honest so this was state-of-the-art fucking technology that was put in here Um, and you do recognize a couple of the little markings on it so this is sindarian made steel and cogs and gears (laughs) so you head down into it and neria make me a perception check please 15 15 okay so as you are going down all three of you notice this this smell and this staircase is, is quite long. You can see that the bottom of it goes into a, a long kind of corridor. Um, it's a narrow staircase, it's a low roof, bad smell. Smells kind of like, like. bodies? Mmm. Mm hmm. A little bit rotten. A little bit not very good, actually, smell. Um, And Uh. as you kind of get down to that bottom platform or the the bottom of the stairs, you can see in front of you this small little chamber and it's like a little sitting room bedroom type place. There's like a bed in the corner. Uh. There's like a comfy little chair. There's a little table. And in the chair is a body that looks like it has been there for quite some time. Um, and but it... if it still
1: smells it can't have been there for
3: no it's been there quite some time there's just not a lot of airflow in here this is a pretty hermetically sealed uh... chamber
2: it's so I-, I thought it and then I know wait no it's Yubi Yubi's gonna know yeah just just trust you Eddie. trust yeah. me
3: buddies i know it's it's cold down here there's not a lot of bacterial mm-hmm. movement it's kind of um i i can describe to you exactly how it looks but i don't think you want me to um uh, uh, no. it's, a little bit, it's a little bit different from the mummification of stan Panch because there was a, a cool wind over him so there's it, there's a difference in how the, the the bodies would anyway so um but, he, okay. but this is
0: Interesting. You seem to know too much about this.
3: I just think it's so funny. The contrast between
1: this and star systems is like, no, don't question this shit.
3: I get told
0: a lot that I know too much. Why isn't our geography in this world based on the decay of human bodies? That would be. We have a much more realistic world-building (laughs) scenario. I don't want it to be.
3: Well, I have put you in the body of a giant dead whale. And I put I've exceptions mm, this, point. so I have put another body in the body. So I am actually trying to work toward that. <laughs> I heard well, you like bodies, a... so I put some bodies <laughs> in the bodies.
0: <laughs> There's a sort of Moby Dick scenario. Yeah, there, exactly. there. no, is that the one? What, is that what I'm thinking of? The one where somebody gets swallowed by a whale? Uh,
3: jo- you're thinking of Jonah and the whale.
0: Yeah, that's I'm thinking of Jonah and the whale. I'm sorry, I get my whale stories mixed up.
1: <laughs> okay, if it's not decaying at the rate one might expect, what state are its clothing and accoutrements in? Do they look like someone rich, someone with insignias on that we might recognise, someone male or female attired, or...
3: All three of you make me investigation checks, please. Or you can make me medicine checks, if you are
0: proficient in them.
1: That's a dirty 20 investigation check.
0: Hell yeah, it's a 14 on medicine. 12 on investigation. The doctor is in the house. (laughs) Hell yeah. Just not this house.
1: (laughs)
3: Oh my god, Dr. Taro is in a genuinely terrifying concept that's a whole a whole other campaign so uh nat you you've seen some dead bodies before you you understand the how this is has um come to be in the state because of the way of the, the room and things like that but you don't really get anything else from oh. it with a with a 14 um you're kind of like oh gosh okay tarot getting you ha- you have to like get a little bit closer to it so i'm going to assume you get a little bit closer to it um the way that the body is is positioned and actually as you are like looking like around it the head is back at an unusual angle and you don't know a lot about like bodies or 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 medicine like really but it looks like either probably the the throat was cut or the head was like the neck was broken backwards because the head is at an angle that is unusual for it to have just like slumped into from decomposition neri i'm looking at this with your dirty 20 uh the clothes are very fine The fragments that are left are very very beautiful and having a little look at some of the little bits you do see a small insignia um, that you have seen before because you do see what looks like three quarters of the crest of the house belva on the jacket and you also with your dirty 20 you can see that there is like the remains of some food in a plate um, like on on the lap of of the corpse, and there's also like a, a dropped chalice down the side. And again, you know, same as Tara head back at an unusual angle. And in fact, you can actually see on like the sides of the the chair like rips in the fabric, so you can tell that like this was like a big cut that almost went through the chair at some point. Yeah.
2: That went through the chair.
3: Yeah, it was like it wasn't just it was like a it, chair. yeah, so it just went like from like through the neck all the way across and then into the Mm. chair on the other side with such, like, force.
0: Well, looks like this is a murder case.
3: I'm pretty
1: sure this is Alwyn. Who? Alwyn Belva, son of the lady that Pell's imprisoned for not killing.
0: Ah. Gotcha. Okay. The one with links to Sindarian. On track. Understanding. Got it. Well,
1: now, you see, I assumed that they... The singing skulls must have killed Lady Belva to, uh scare Alwyn but I mean depending which one of them died first this one looks like it's been here a while what if he's been dead all this time in which case why did they kill Lady Belva? Nat you're clever
2: maybe it was because he found out that they killed Lady Belva, and couldn't, no no that doesn't make sense
3: you do know Lady Belva died 12 years ago or so Pelleth has been in jail for like a long time
1: a really long time. Yeah.
3: So like this this body hasn't been here like a hundred years. You would you would imagine with your dirty twenty that, that actually those timelines would match up to within a few years at least. So you're not a medical forensic examiner, but like this is not a body that has been here for longer than Lady Belva Belver has been dead necessarily. Or at least not by much.
1: Right.
0: Why did they not clean this up?
1: Well if they I mean they left all their stuff upstairs, they just buggered off. And this slash here looks like it was pretty
0: Hefty,
2: yeah. Fierce.
1: I mean, it might have been like, very angry, very quick, running out of, running over to Sturla and not coming back.
2: Over to Stirla.
1: Well, Cinderium, wherever it is they've ended up.
2: It's not the Singing Skulls then, because otherwise they would have, they would know about this and they would have taken it, so...
0: Oh, that's true. This is all very complicated. God,
1: it really is. At least above my pay grade.
0: What are we going to do with the body? Well, I don't want to touch it. No, neither do I. I mean, it's something to put on the inventor. <laughs> That's really true. <laughs> Could we just close the door and just ignore it?
1: We can tell Lady Brooke. Um, we'd quite like to hang on to the fabric and the books and the swords, but she's quite welcome to the dead body.
0: Wait, we're not going to tell that person about all the stuff we found, are we? She didn't
1: want any of it, and she has been helpful.
0: Okay, she didn't... Why, why tell her then, if she doesn't want any of it? Because she asked us to. Yeah, but it'll get us in trouble.
1: No, it won't. Well...
0: Yeah, well, look, if a if little sword starts...
1: Listen, she's helping Pelleth. I'm not interested in lying to her. I am. I'm very interested. Well, that's the matter for you, Taro.
0: Why don't we just not mention this? We can mention the old body, if we, if we feel like it, but we could just, you know, stick a wall up in front of all the valuable stuff.
1: I'll make you a deal. Okay. You don't tell her about it, and I do tell her
0: about yeah, it. Yeah, that's a very bad deal. It's what's on the table. You could tell her about the linen and I won't tell her about anything else. How about that?
1: How about we don't tell her about the swords?
0: Oh, okay. Alright. Fine. Yeah.
2: What'd you reckon that? I reckon tell her. She's she's helped us and she seems genuine. And I don't Yeah,
0: but we're not genuine. You're not genuine. We're gonna not be genuine. We have to flog all this stuff we stole.
1: Now, to be fair, we didn't steal it. It's still stealing
0: if you just find it in a cave.
1: We just found it. No, it's
0: still stealing. That's stealing. That's stealing. What are you, a cop? No, I don't care. I have no problem with stealing. I have no problem with stealing, but I know it when I see it. I'm not trying to pretend I'm not stealing stuff. Come on. And we've also moved it
2: and hidden it away where no one can get to it.
0: Again, still stealing. That's what stealing is. You've described stealing. Again, I'm very pro-theft.
3: As you are having this kind of heated argument about whether or not you are most definitely stealing or not and who to tell about
0: what you've (laughs) stolen,
3: you do, Tarot, notice in the corner of the room, kind of sitting cross-legged on the bed, a uh, young-looking, maybe mid-twenties or so, uh, human man. He looks a little bit like... Fuck it, I've just watched this. He looks a bit like uh, Malcolm... Jeff Goldblum in Jurassic Park, because <laughs> um, uh-huh. why not? So that's what he looks like, and he's and he's sitting there with like one hand uh on his chin and like his elbow on his knee, looking morosely at the three of you as you argue.
0: Gang, we'll just have to confer. Does anyone else see a ghost? What? A ghost? Oh, what? No. Yeah. Okay. It's back at it again. All right. Hello. There's a kind
3: of like second, and then. He looks at you and you see again this look of like surprise, like on his face, and he like slowly waves a hand.
0: This is this is as weird for me as it is for you, gang. Yeah, do you have any questions for the ghost?
1: Is he Alvin Belver?
0: Are you Alvin Belver?
1: Yes. Oh, who killed him?
0: He said, <gasps> Yes.
1: Do they really talk like that, Taro? Sometimes I think you're making this up to be I, creepy. I mean,
0: maybe I'm over-characterizing it a little bit.
3: You do all three of you see um, that there is like... All three of you feel this shiver of magic as Taro asks that question, <laughs> question and there's a response. And again... Tarot, not tarot, taro you kind of hear it so softly like you can't like really hear it <laughs> but so softly and it makes all the hair on the back of your neck and your arms stand up and you also see just like the, the jaw of the corpse just kind of like twitch almost as if it's kind of no! like speaking a little bit Ooh. it moved I get my dagger out
0: yeah I think it's fine I mean yeah but like in case uh, okay Remember, like, I think we get like a few questions here and then then the ghost thing vanishes. That's what happened last time, so. So we need to know who killed him. Maybe why
2: was he killed?
3: Oh, that's a good one.
0: All right, sounds good. Uh, why were you killed?
3: There's again this kind of like half second of silence and again you see the jaw of the corpse twitch and you all hear this and feel that cold shiver go over you and he goes, Because I fucked up.
0: Royally.
2: Oh, I
0: could... Come on. See, I could relay that one to you, but it'll just sound like I'm having a laugh. But I'm not. He he did say something useless.
2: Hmm.
1: (laughs) Right, before you ask the next question, tell him you can curse his soul to eternal torment (laughs) unless he's useful. Well, that'd be mean. Well, yeah, but it might help. I mean, we're trying to help him, and if he's going to be useless...
0: I mean, he can probably hear you too, so... Uh, uh...
1: I address a random corner of the room.
0: It's over I there, go, on the bed. Alwyn,
3: be helpful. The ghost lifts one hand and extends one finger towards Nerium. Ah, uh, yeah. And doesn't look away from you, Taro.
2: Is it the index finger?
3: It's the it's the fuck-off finger.
2: Well, I won't
0: translate that. <laughs> <laughs> that would be rude. Come on, now, Alwyn. Come on. Right, well, that question did not help. Can you be more specific, maybe? That, that's... Can we think of some more specific questions? Come on, what have we got? Who killed him? Are we clear on? Is that how about that, Nat? That sound okay? Uh, yeah, I think so.
1: I mean, do, what was what was the name of the person who killed him?
0: Bingo! Now we're now we're kicking with gas. Ah, yeah, yeah. What was the name of the person who killed you, Alwyn the Ghost?
3: There's a wry smile that goes across Alwyn's face, um, and he goes, And Carla Belva." my mother
0: what i'll relay that to the gang
3: yo what the fuck
0: now that's a little bit of a uh a head head thinker a bit of a head scratcher yeah that's the one yep
1: does he mean like she held she held the knife and actually done it or does he mean like she arranged for it to happen
0: is that a useful distinction
1: well maybe i don't know i'm curious Hmm. But I don't know.
0: Maybe we should ask about something like, what would you want people to know? Maybe we should let let the ghosts volunteer information rather than being specific.
1: Okay. That's harsh, though. I mean, you know, you get family disagreements, but that's a real.
0: You get
3: the feeling, Tara, from speaking now to, we'll say a ghost and a half, because you haven't finished doing all the questions here, that the, the ghosts have to answer, like, truthfully, like, you you get the feeling that, the, that they're telling you the truth but they still have some kind of agency over what they're telling you so they, they still kind of, like, are not going to be overly helpful, it's quite specific and you can feel as you are doing this there is this kind of draw of power and you are kind of, like, fueling these ghosts basically to be able to speak so there are limitations to what they can actually communicate Okay, okay,
0: well, alright and, um, uh Alwyn, if you could tell anyone any message, what would it be?
3: Stay away from jazz and liquor. (laughs) 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 Well, I mean, that's useful. And the men who play for fun. Sorry. I mean, that's, I guess
0: that's a useful tip. I mean, I don't consider that a wasted question. So and That's
3: the greatest life lesson any of us will ever learn. <laughs> All right. He will add to that um, as well as, and the men who play for fun. No. <laughs> and the gangs in Sindarian.
0: Okay, yeah, that's nice. Oh, nice. nice. I like nice. It. Well, yeah. There we go. That's a good tip. All right, I've bundled that one. Somebody smarter than me come up with a question. I thought I was being smart. I wasn't being smart. I'm sorry. Now, nah, <laughs> let's think hold of down. last
1: question because uh, you're the clever one. I'm trying to think.
0: I think Tara at this point is fighting the urge to make casual conversation with the ghost in case he <laughs> accidentally asks a question.
1: What about who knows that you were killed? Mm,
0: that could be interesting. But it could also just be the person who killed him.
1: Yeah, but that in itself is a clue because it means she wasn't working you know...
0: Yeah. With people? Yeah. How do we word that in a way that is inclusive and not, like... Because, you know, if you just say who knows you were killed, you could list, like, one person, you'd be good, you'd be golden.
1: Yeah, that's true.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: What are the names of the people who know you were
3: killed?
0: What oh, are all the names? All right, that's something we can cook with. Let's do it. Yeah. What are all the names of the people who knew you were killed?
3: Carla Belva. Um. So then it takes, like, a deep, like breath again and it points to you taro and it points to you nerium and it points Uh, to you nat although the other two you can't see that um and then and then it shrugs
2: yeah it doesn't know that suggests that it was belva who did the murder it does suggest it does
3: yes whoa that's cold
0: unless the ghost just doesn't know what their names were
3: you get the feeling the shrug is like they don't know anyone else rather than i don't know the names of anyone else
2: Okay. okay
0: I mean that's that's more information than is fair, but okay, I'll take it. I'll give
3: you that one for free. Um, and then as as you ask that last question, Alwyn Belva kind of like lies back down on the bed and sort of fades away.
0: Hmm. See ya.
1: I wonder if Pelleth knows that she killed her own son.
0: I mean, the mystery deepened. Right? We had a we had a theory, and the theory appears to yeah. be different. But
1: I've got to say, I'd find that off putting in a client. But
2: there's <laughs> there's still so many unknowns, like she could have...
1: I mean, we've got known unknowns. Known gnomes.
2: And no gnomes. Unknown
0: gnomes.
1: <laughs> and known unknowns, We and have no gnomes. no gnomes! There hasn't been a fucking gnome in the whole of Hopewell. <laughs> That's not true. Well, no, actually, Halloumi Mint. Halloumi Mint, who runs the um Unhappy Dog Squeaky Cheese. No, the Squeaky Cheese. Or well,
0: the Squeaky Cheese.
1: <laughs> Halloumi Mint's a gnome.
0: That's a known gnome. <laughs> That's a known gnome. <laughs> <laughs> But who knows how many unknown gnomes there are out there? <laughs> I like
3: that joke. That's a good joke.
2: Hmm.
0: Well, I think we should put this whole investigation thing to one side and begin our new career as sword soulsmen. salesmen. So- salesmen, <laughs> sword sellers. She sells swords on the sea. S- it sounds like we're
1: going to need some practice, so yeah. Yeah, I think so. Didn't you have a necklace to steal?
0: Huh? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know. This seems more lucrative.
1: Nat, Nat, I've got to do something about how what you look like.
0: I'd also quite like to meditate. I mean.
1: Well, can you meditate with bleach on your hair? Uh, sure. It's not going to smell any worse than Mr. Belver here.
0: Can we leave the smelly room now? Yes.
1: Yeah.
3: Okay. So you leave this. There's not like a door into this room, but as you go up the staircase,
1: well, hang on a sec. Can I leave last?
3: Yes. And
1: I'm just going to turn around and I'm going to look at Alvin and I'm going to say, we're not on the best of terms right now, Dark Lady, but look after him if you can.
3: As you are, as you say that to the room, you see, like, as you're turning, your shadow kind of like splits into two. And this sort of like second one like goes over um, the, the corpse in the chair. And although it is not in the best state for a minute, you think you can almost see like a look of peace almost on the face and contentment as you leave the room.
1: Well, that's something.
3: It's me, you be your DM, here to say as always, hello, hello, and thank you all for listening. I hope you're all well. I hope you're all doing good. I'm much better, but you won't hear what I mean until next episode. But let me tell you, I did it again. I recorded when I probably shouldn't have recorded. So look forward to that because I don't remember what happens next episode, but I'm sure it was fine. If you have a moment and you have access to an iDevice or iTunes, please do drop us a review there. What it does is it basically tells iTunes, hey, this show, it's worth listening to. And then when people are on iTunes and browsing around, they get a little recommendation. iTunes is like, have you heard of the mortal path? And that's all done by you so please do leave us a review I love to see it love to see it love to read it really am very very grateful for all and any iTunes reviews and also every time that you tell a friend about us you tell a foe you tell a family member although maybe pick your family members carefully because we do swear a lot um, and, and sometimes it's kind of horny on main not gonna lie but every time that you tell a friend you make a tweet about us you tumble about us you Facebook about us you do any sort of Instagram Snapchat how many more social medias can i name i'm out duolingo tell the owl whenever the owl says what does this mean ishtolem Schneep, i'm learning Gallic. that's scottish gaelic and that means i like turnips ishtolem Schneep. then just tell the owl listen to the mortal path and see what he says it'll probably be incorrect but you know give it a go So yeah, tumble us, Tweet us, any social media us. We're really, really, really grateful. It really helps us get the word out and get new people listening to us. So thank you. Another thank you, of course, is to our absolutely wonderful Rachel Graff. She composed the theme tune. She composed quite a lot of the music in the show, like the Fallen City theme. She also does the, you know, the amazing track that goes you know that I play whenever like Nerium's having her god moments or Nat's having her god moments those are all done by Rachel Graff so check her out she's got some amazing stuff on Bandcamp I will put the links in the show notes it's absolutely fantastic and I can say that we may have some more exciting things in the future from our dear Rachel Graff go check her out this whole thing that's happening right now has hit her really hard as well if you do have any you know Spare bucks to chuck her way for some great Mortal Path music. Go to a band camp, buy the album and support an artist and also get some banging tunes in your headphones. Incredible. Speaking of other incredible things, have you been on dandice.co.uk recently? Do you remember that we have an amazing discount code, Mortal Dice, all capital letters, one word, that gets you now 10% off, 10 whole percent That means if something was £10, it's now £9. I can do maths. So, if you go to Mortal Dice, no, don't do that. If you go to dandice.co.uk, have a look through their amazing, amazing stuff. Check out their gorgeous acrylic alchemy sets. The prices are really, really good. The dice are gorgeous. I have the Quasar Questa set. I mean, actually, I'll be honest. I have, like, a lot of their dice. But the Quasar Questa set are, like, my Mortal Path dice. They are gorgeous. Gorgeous. The worldwide shipping and EU shipping rates are flat and really, really, really good. Every person who's not in America has done that thing where they've added something to their car and it's American and then it's worth like the shipping is three times as much as the thing and it's the worst. Well, you will not have that problem with dandice.co.uk. UK UK shipping is free, EU shipping is just under three pounds and US and worldwide is just under six pounds. And again, these are all flat rates. They are incredible. Check it out. Mortal Dice 10% off and get some amazing dice and awesome accessories and dice trays. And now for another thank you. I'd like to say, of course, a huge thank you to our wonderful Orion and all of his work on the transcripts. I'd also like to say a huge thank you for everybody who has done a transcript, who has even thought about doing a transcript, because I worked as a transcriber for a while and my God, that that is not an easy job. We are so, so grateful for your hard work, for your effort and for you to do this for us. Basically, you're incredible and we are just beyond grateful and we are so proud and and just humbled by the fact that we have 10 episodes all transcribed by you so thank you from the bottom of our hearts stay safe stay well stay inside if you can and we are with you we love you we've got some exciting things in the works and enjoy the rest of this episode So you head up the mechanical staircase, and once you get to the top, you notice uh with your past perception of seventeen that there is a little like switch just at the top of the staircase that would be under the floor once it's risen back up, but you get the feeling this is you would press that as you are leaving and it would kind of go back up behind you and resume to its state as a tile on the floor.
1: Probably the best way to block the smell.
3: Okay. You press it, there's a little chick noise and it goes zzzz, as it kind of goes up behind you and resets itself into the flagstone in the corner of the smuggling cove room, which is still full of. <laughs> oh, I'm going to fuck it up. Sut, suit, 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 suit,
0: somewhere in there. One of those is bound to be right. Yeah, it was in there. Don't worry. It's good. Shout. Just edit it in post. Sout, sound <laughs> <Shout. laughs>
3: I thought wasn't it? Wasn't there a character that was a puppet that was called Sooty? Is that not Sooty? <laughs> oh, yeah. As in like Sooty and Sweep? Yeah. Sooty. Oh, yeah. <laughs> sooty. Sooty and Swoop. <laughs> sweep. And their friend Sue. <laughs> okay. Sooty, yeah.
0: Sooty and Sweep.
3: Listen, i I'm, I'm, I'm baby. Okay.
0: <laughs> you don't get to pull that card.
3: I always pull that card. It's the only card I have. Right. Nat.
0: Hello. Do you
1: trust me? Yes. I have ideas for what I want to do to your hair.
2: Go for it, Harry.
1: Okay. I want want to give you one of those, like, buzzed undercuts on one side and dye it bleach blonde. Uh Uh-huh. So it's floppy on one side and it's
2: buzzed on one side. Oh, cool. Like, the image in my head that I can't put a name to. Yeah, cool. Got it. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> yeah. it's
0: just like that image in your head Gary. you're still spot on you're spot on with that image in your head Gary. <sighs> it's just yeah. like that thanks we're
3: doing the best audio podcast today so <laughs> <laughs> where are you going to be doing this bleaching and dying <laughs> there's that room that um... there's the kind of like first <laughs> entrance room of the cave that has like that fire that old fire pit type bit
1: I mean I kind of want to do this in the cavern of the whale because we don't have great ventilation and I don't want anyone passing out from fumes.
0: That's true. Okay.
1: So the biggest possible room. Yeah. Okay. Is where I'm going to do that. Do we need something to cover up the lip? So we're going to go with a dark lip color but not red. Okay. okay. And at that point I feel like maybe some black eyeliner and some little black gloves. Okay.
2: I trust you completely.
1: So it's going to look a lot less like a blue frock and a lot more like badass terrifying.
2: Oh.
3: Huntress style. Okay. Nah. I like that. Very cool. Yeah. Taro, are you staying in the cave or are you going
0: elsewhere? Yeah, I'll hang around. I'm going to leaf through some of the books, I think.
3: Okay, cool.
2: Let me know if there's anything interesting.
3: So, as you are flicking through the books, uh Taro, Nerium, Natalia, uh, you're in the the bone cave, so you can't mould chairs, so you have to sit on the ground. Or, I mean, you could just make some chairs out of stone in another room and bring them through, I guess. Um so you can just you can just make furniture wherever you go now this is great so um you are set up in the the big whale cavern it is spacious it is well ventilated there's plenty of fresh air you are sitting a little bit away from the books there's no splashing of the bleaches uh on any of the precious tombs and Taro, you start flicking through the books there's a really kind of like there's a couple of encyclopedias and kind of like vaguely boring books but that look like they're incredibly expensive whoa, whoa, it's all it's all hand <laughs> it's all hand-in-inked maps and kind of like things like that, but you do find a couple of ones that are um, a little bit more unusual. You find uh, The Art of Troll Hunting, Astral Embroidery and How to Talk to Tavern Staff by Lord Noble Majestic. <laughs> you find You find Fantastic. the tale of Alpha's Figus and the singing-dancing Bortoad. By Elfawin Elocate, which is only printed 15 times and you have a first edition signed. You find Spiders nice. and Swords, The Ultimate Guide to Love by Dr. Hal Season. <laughs> um, that, <one, laughs> that one is in um, incredibly good condition and is signed To My Friend and then by Dr. Hal Season. Oh. You also find a book that is kind of hidden behind two other books and this one as you pick it up you do get a slight little touch of magic from it make me um, an arcana check tarot or an intelligence check.
0: Time to roll arcana it's a 9.
3: A 9 so you're not quite sure what kind of magic it is but it feels just a teeny bit reminiscent not the exact same but adjacent to some of the feeling you got from from Axon. And the book is called "So You Think Your Friend's Soul Is Forfeit?" by Sidov (laughs) Yitik. It's a kind of slim. Oh, look this!
0: Book. It's yes. it's a kind
3: of yeah. You kind of get a little. It's almost like holding something that gives you pins and needles. It's it's an, a prickling, unpleasant sensation. Not strong magic, but
0: it's a spicy it's book. It's a spicy
3: book. Yeah, you also find um, a book that you have actually heard of because it is one of the very well-known lost tomes, and it is "How Lonely Sounds the Manticore," a collection of poems by Quelf Brangen. <laughs> Uh, That is a book that has been lost for centuries and is said to contain some of the world's most beautiful poetry. And you also find uh, Hobgoblin or Kobold, A Hundred Guaranteed Ways to Tell the Difference by McTreg Kutch.
0: Well, that's obvious because kobolds are furry.
3: (laughs) Oh, as you flick, yeah, you as you yep. flick through it, it says number one, kobolds are fairy. So y- you're right. You you yes. already have at least one of the hundred guaranteed ways to tell the difference. Uh, but this book will teach you the other ninety nine. So those are some of like the books that that you find. Oh, that's very useful. Cool. So you got ninety 99- nine. <laughs> <laughs> you got ninety nine kobolds, but a half goblin <laughs> ain't one. So you. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so yeah you find some (laughs) some fun books the one that sticks out the most is uh, the one by Sidov Yitik and the one that you think probably just from looking at it is the most expensive or the most precious would be How Lonely Sounds the Manticore Um, but that's
0: what you're looking through I want to hold up How Lonely Sounds the Manticore to Nat and be like,
2: found it (gasps) (gasps) (laughs) (laughs) oh my one of the lost tomes
0: yeah like I said found it
2: we must make copies because even though obviously we'll sell it i want to keep one forever
3: there is half a page on display in the ashen archives in sindarian and you have to like pay money to go and see this half a page that has been found and recovered and you have got a whole book here
0: oh damn all right i want to read the the magic book about souls okay souls are very interesting to me now i feel like
3: yeah so you start reading through it and this book basically is detailing what to what to do if you think your friend has been in contact with magical forces that are either uh, fey or demonic or devilish and has struck some sort of deal with an otherworldly power And is benefiting it from some way. And it breaks it down a little bit. So you learn a bit about... (laughs)
0: This is relatable.
3: So (laughs) So you learn a little bit about warlocks. And warlocks, it tells you, are people who strike a deal with a, a supernatural force. Who grant them great power and magic. Often for a price. Sometimes that price is not explicitly stated in the terms and conditions. It tells you about people who have done uh, magical rituals in order to summon a devil, basically, and those have very explicit terms and conditions, those kinds of deals. In fact, they are written down uh, in such detail that the contracts are incredibly difficult to break. You also find um, some information about people who have summoned demons and it differentiates between the two so it tells you that devils are very kind of like stick to the law, they're very by the letter, they're a kind of um, evil like... You know, bank CEOs and things like that type thing. They really keep that. <laughs> I, know say like I know. I know. Banksy. They really like keep to the to the lore of what they're writing. Whereas demons can be a bit more chaotic. And actually, as you're reading this about like demons, you do find some similarities uh between Kaishu or Axen rather, and what you're reading about how they can kind of. Create bonds and friendships, and then kind of you know use that to feed their own power. But they can give some kind of boons back, and you kind of get the feeling that probably what happened between Dexa and Axon was was that kind of pact. So it wasn't like a warlock type pact, and it wasn't like a, a devil's bargain a devil's contract this was much more of like a got into a situation that Dexa couldn't quite get out of and it all got terribly out of hand it does also mention uh very briefly people getting into contracts with gods and it mentions very vaguely people who are like clerics and paladins who get some like divine source of power but there is a very interesting chapter towards the end of the book after is explained all of these different details. And if you have any specific questions or if there's anything you specifically want to know, just ask me and I will tell you. But at the end of the book, there is a chapter which is all about how to break those deals and how to get out of them. And so for, for warlocks, it's quite tricky because all of that power can be taken away and then some, but it tells a couple of stories of people who have either gone so greatly against their warlocks, uh, their patrons kind of, what they want, that they've lost their powers, they've spoken with other entities that have maybe taken over. There's a story about a warlock who goes from warlock to paladin, because instead of having this power come from a kind of outsider evil type force, it goes to like a a god that was looking over them type thing. There is also a very interesting bit that says, basically, if you wanna get out of these deals, most of the time, You gotta kill the person you made the deal with, whether that's a demon, a devil or a god or something else entirely.
1: Not a problem.
3: It says that depending on the types of deals you have made, there are different ways to go about this. Obviously, if you are fighting demons and devils, then you need to have a lot of firepower and a lot of help, basically, to kill them. It is not something that is easily done. It tells a story of somebody a couple of hundred years back who had made a deal with a devil and did managed to kill them although you get the feeling from reading it it was a pretty lesser devil probably probably about the level of of kaishu maybe probably about that accent rather probably about that level but you do hear a story from about a thousand years ago as it was written out about somebody who set out to kill a god that they had made a deal with
0: Oh, yeah.
3: Yeah. And as you are Uh-oh. reading the story, it basically details that in order to to kill a god, you have to find that that god's original source of power, which is usually linked to a place. And it's usually linked to a kind of like magical hotspot. And again, this was like a thousand years ago. So there were more of them. You do know from your own studies, from what you were reading in the library before in Hopewell, that a lot of these magical places have like dried up. That power isn't really there anymore. And the only way to kill a being of pure magic and chaos is to use pure magic and chaos. Gods cannot be stabbed, they cannot be crossbow shot, they cannot be punched. You have to use their power against them and sort of destroy them
0: from the inside. Huh, Hey, Nat, this one's pretty good. It's got this like little preamble about like warlocks or whatever, oh. but then it gets into the real meat of it and it's talking about killing gods and shit it owns. Ooh. Make me
3: a wisdom saving throw please, Tarot. Ah.
0: <laughs> Sixteen.
3: You start telling Nat about this book and suddenly for a second you feel like you don't want Nat to know anything about this book. This is your book. You do not want Nat to know, you don't even want her to know that you <laughs> have this book. And then that feeling kind of, like, relaxes a little bit. But that possessive feeling around it lingers just a little bit.
0: I am going to hold on to this book. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hold on to this book. I've never had a oh, book before. I wanted to read it. Huh? I wanted to read it. Oh, you can read it later. Don't worry about it. It's fine. I'll tell you what's in it. Uh, uh, okay. You don't mind. You get all the books. I haven't had a book before. Sure, I mean there's a there's a lot to work through here. It's true.
3: Miriam, you start dyeing Nat's hair. I feel I feel a weird,
1: overwhelming urge to ask Nat what she's doing on her holidays.
0: Yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> uh you you start to do this and Nat as you close your eyes and you relax into this and you start to enter into your meditation state, there is this mm-hmm. second of silence almost before there is this feeling of like overwhelming calm and warmth and serenity. And you are very used now to kind of like drifting into that meditative space. And as you kind of open your eyes, almost like inside your own head, you're not sitting in the chamber of the, the whale. You're actually sitting in that front room next to the fire pit. And there is a fire burning in uh-huh. the pit and uh-huh. you're sitting inside yep. it and your two patrons who you are very used to seeing now which are the the reflections of of you one all kind of in red and one all of in blue blue one still faded red one is still the one that is like the most prominent there but there is also to your left this this figure all in black, that's really hard to concentrate on. And it's also like they're not quite there. And you see this like weird little creature on their shoulder that looks like maybe like it's an owl or a toad or something. Okay. And they're like not quite there. It's more like an after-reflection, like you're two pieces of, of stained glass that are intersecting. And you and the patrons are on one, and they're on another. And you're very, very close, but you're not actually quite touching. Uh, he- hello? Hello. Yeah. It's so good to see you again.
2: Uh, I'm glad to see you too. But who's that?
3: An old friend. Don't worry about them. They're just there.
2: Right. I I was a little worried. See, when I came back over here, I can't remember. Was that you guys?
3: Yes and no. It was all of us at once, but more coordinated this time.
2: Yes. Thank you for that.
3: It's our pleasure. We did our best. But also, it helped that you were in a place of such great power and magic. We were able to forge a stable connection. We quit steam.
2: (laughs) 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 Very good. Very good. Oh, yes. (laughs) <laughs> I'll have to remember that in the future.
3: Yes, um, you should close all your tabs. It will help with lag. <laughs>
2: um, <laughs> mm, uh, so the cave that we ended up in, that this place of magic power. When I look at it, when, when we, all three of us, look at it from the outside, we can sometimes see this this reflection, and it it says like uh, above our heads pilot and carrier and fuel?
3: Yes, words to that effect.
2: What? what does that mean?
3: When we moved you to that place, to that planet, we forged the first half of the connection, but it was messy and distorted and well, things moved in a way they shouldn't have done. Time and space and all sorts of things. Things And then when you found the lake beneath it and the power there, and you slew that creature, you forged a second connection far stronger, and we were able this time to stabilize it and to make sure that it stayed open. You can go back, Hmm. but it will take power and strength and energy from all three of you and should you not have enough going in, consequences could be quite interesting, to say
2: the least. Is is that just to travel to Exton, or is that to travel to any planet?
3: Right now, simply to Exton, to the lake itself, although I should imagine you would appear above it there was a small confusion between the lake and also the inside of the volcano existing on the same plane in all sorts of dimensions which caused some geographical and metaphysical confusion for a while but we've managed to sort some of that out now it all gets terribly muddled when you start meddling but perhaps if you explore more and if the three of you have an interest There are many other places you could go.
2: Interesting. Uh, There is another thing. When I came back here, there was something different.
3: You felt stronger. Yeah. That sort of magic, that moving through time, space, planes of existence, it can awaken things. It awakened something in your friend before, and you see there's almost like, Image of Nerium sitting round the fire and Mm -hmm. then she kind of fades. And it has awakened something in you too. And they kind of like reach out and although they're sitting across you from the fire at the same time they're also kind of right in front of you and holding your hands it's it's kind of like you've got glasses on that are doing like a double image and it's a bit distorted it's actually quite hard to focus on it's mm-hmm. not as clear as it was in Tembran and you get the feeling that in Tembran because of the fire mouth and the nightmare lake the magic was so much stronger it made a much clearer connection between you and your patrons this is like a little bit there's, there's some lag happening. There's like a fuzziness that's not quite as clear. Although you can understand... Someone's
2: that downloading on our Someone follow.
3: is downloading and it's just fucking up your bit, right? So, um, and they kind of take your hands and as they turn them over, you can see suddenly like all of your veins are almost like made of fire and ice running through you. And they mm. say, it has awakened innate power in your blood.
2: What? What? But... but... Where did this come from? Does my family have this?
3: Somewhere, a tiny touch, nothing that could ever be awakened. Not like you. Not without great and terrible changes to them. But some people show a proficiency, an ability to channel naturally. And when we found you, you took to it, like a duck to water. And so, when we moved you back, and you moved yourself back too, it followed, and it grew stronger.
2: I see. What... what are you doing... now?
3: Talking to you.
2: I mean... you, the set of gods, what are you working on?
3: We are simply watching, and waiting.
2: Waiting for what?
3: For you. And whatever it is you decide to do
2: thank you this has been
3: enlightening as always
2: a lot more instructive than our previous calls
3: (laughs) they laugh you hear this kind of like tinkling laughter and like the little like owl toad that's kind of beside you like one eye kind of looks over to you and it lets out this little like noise almost like there's just that hint of a connection and they give your hands a squeeze and they give you a hug and they say we are always so very very proud of you and they fade away.